Oh, my goodness. Si tengo que hacer esto una vez más, oh, my goodness. Que la que mi gente, this is Adara and welcome back to Vamos a Talk. This is the second episode of this new segment on my podcast. Um, I just wanted to quickly say thank y'all so much for all the love and support on the first episode. It really warmed my heart to know that you guys learned some new things about just myself and even uh, we're super grateful that I shared part of my story of coming here to Texas and all the ups and downs with it because it helped you guys look at things in another perspective and that's literally the whole reason that I'm even doing this podcast so thank y'all so 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 much for that uh just a little disclaimer este this episode is going to be in Spanish and in English I know y'all wasn't ready for that pero ahora tiene que estar listo porque we finna be changing it up I, I done told y'all that those Spanish words and those Spanish phrases of the day on the other episodes were gonna come in handy one day And this is a day. And look at you. You wasn't even ready because you didn't even practice them. I mean, si tú quieres, you can go back to the other episodes. Escucha la parte de Spanish word of the day. Get a little bit of refreshed. Like, refresh your memory about Spanish in high school. And then you can come back to this episode. That's totally fine. Aquí, aquí te vamos a estar esperando aquí mismo. So, just letting you know. Hasta luego. <laughs> So today on Vamos a Talk, we're actually going to be discussing mental health. I'm going to be sharing a little bit about how mental health has looked like for me in the past couple of weeks, especially with this new reality, this new normal that we all have, we are all facing right now, which is not what we're going to talk about. Corona is not going to infect this podcast in this episode right now. I just want to let you know, you we, 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 we're Corona free in Jesus name. I'm going to be talking about it in my perspective and I have the honor and the blessing of having a person also come on the episode obviously through the phone and through voice recording because we still gotta be good kids and be social distancing or whatever. She is such a incredible woman in my life and just her as an individual she will literally do everything anything and nothing for god and for others and she has literally <laughs> impacted my life in so many ways and i can never repay her and i'm just truly blessed to just have her in my life pero you can't mess with her i can't even mess with her like no te pongas listo porque she gonna keep you on check real quick <laughs> And she's let me know about that in my own life. So with that being said, I can't wait to just dive into whatever this episode is going to get to. So vamos a talk. Before I start rambling about myself, I just want to quickly share with you guys what got placed in my heart to tell you as I was preparing for this episode. If any of you are struggling right now with suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, fear, any psychological, spiritual, or physical roadblocks right now in this time of uncertainty, the Bible says in 1 Peter 1 verse 5, you are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith that is more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you will love him. 
Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Again, that was 1 Peter 1, verses 5 through 9. And I just wanted to remind you guys, we will get through this. You will get through this. Only in Jesus' name. And for my Spanish speakers, este, les quería compartir con ustedes algo que Papá Dios puso en mi corazón para decirle a ustedes a lo que estaba preparándome para este episodio. De si alguno de ustedes está batallando con pensamientos de suicidio, depresión, ansiedad, cualquier batalla que sea psicológica, espiritual o física. La Biblia dice en Pedro 1, capítulo 1, verso 5 al 9, Por la fe que ustedes tienen en Dios... Él los protege con su poder para que alcancen la salvación que tiene preparada, la cual dará a conocer en los tiempos últimos. Por esta razón están ustedes llenos de alegría, aun cuando sea necesario que durante un poco de tiempo pasen por muchas pruebas, porque la fe de ustedes es como oro, su calidad debe ser probada por medio del fuego. La fe que resiste la prueba vale mucho más que el oro, el cual se puede destruir. De manera que la fe de ustedes, al ser así probada, merecerá aprobación, gloria y honor cuando Jesucristo aparezca. Ustedes aman a Jesucristo, aunque no lo han visto. Y ahora, creyendo en Él sin haberlo visto, se alegran con una alegría tan grande y gloriosa que no pueden expresarla con palabras, porque están alcanzando la meta de su fe, que es la salvación. Eso le digo a ustedes, nosotros vamos a salir de esto. Tú vas a salir de esto en el nombre de Jesús. So, how you doing? <laughs> to be honest, guys, this topic about mental health is something that I didn't know that I was going to have personal experience to share with you guys, if that made any sense. I say this with a very humble and transparent heart. For me in my own personal life, I never thought that I would be struggling with anything that has to do with my mind. The whole reason is not that I was negligent to struggle with mental health. It's just because of who I am as a person. Like I'm always hype. I'm always on the go, always joking around, happy. Like, And that just, it never crossed my mind that I will reach a point where I literally despise being in my own head, being in my own presence, just being by myself. And God, if y'all know who he is, and even if you don't know who he is, God is one that will let you think, <laughs> think anything you want to think. And then he's like, okay, whenever you want to hop back on my boat, let me know. And then we'll talk. <laughs> so, especially this week during this whole quarantine thing, I've hopped on back on his boat and he showed me so many things and he enlightened my spirit and my mind with so many things that I need to work on. He opened my eyes to my exhaustion, spiritual, mental, and physical exhaustion to how I easily gravitate towards distracting my head to not let it to wander to any thoughts, to things that I need to work on myself and to how cruel I am to myself and why I am so hard on myself and most importantly, how I don't let myself be human. It's crazy that now more than ever, <laughs> people 
around me and in my life have reminded me and spoke that into my life of letting myself be human one of my mentors Mackenzie, like that is something that she has been preaching to me um recently she's like adara you need to let yourself be human that is who you are created to be and i always obviously at the moment she would tell me these things i'm like yes i need to be human i need to remind myself that i'm human i make mistakes but now (laughs) to have to hear that from god i was like oh I see, I see what you've been doing. I, I see what you've been trying to show me. And I just, like us humans do, we just disregard it. But the biggest thing that God revealed to me in very low times that I've been this week mentally is he showed me how I've been trying so hard to have a perfect relationship with him just solely out of the fear of committing the same mistakes I had done in the past that had pulled me away from him. The same mistakes that the enemy, that Satan has chosen to use against me, to he has chosen to remind me of, to try to attack me. And since we're being honest in this episode, he has been winning for a minute. And I didn't even know it. But (laughs) the craziest thing is, that the same mistakes that Satan has been using as a weapon to attack me, spiritually, mentally, and physically, they are the exact same mistakes that God has already forgiven me of and forgotten. They're the same mistakes that are part of my testimony, which God has molded for me to use to bring others to him and to his glorious, peaceful, and loving presence. I was full of sadness God was still there when my heart was heavy God was still there when my mind was held captive by all of my thoughts God was still there when I didn't understand anything God was still there when I was confused frustrated and tired of everything God was still there when I felt time and time again beating myself up, when I literally had nothing in me to pick myself back up, God was still there. One big thing that still helps me, has always helped me, but specifically in this season in my life right now, something that has helped me so much is prayer and worship. It might sound kind of churchy, but y'all it helps and it has so much power because whenever we pray and we worship we're using the authority and the power that god has given us over our circumstances over our lives and over what we're going through we're using them for their purpose fulfilling their purpose and if it wasn't for my spirit longing for me to just bring out everything that is within me through prayer and worship and people in my life reminding me like hey have you prayed about it hey try praying it this way hey switch your mind switch perspective while you're praying I still would have no idea why I'm going through what I'm going through and one verse that really reached out to me as I was going through the season was Matthew 6 verses 33 and 34 which say 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Y for my Spanish speakers, lo que acabo de compartir es en San Mateo 6, versículo 33 y 34. Dice, Por lo tanto, pongan toda su atención en el reino de los cielos, y en hacer lo que es justo ante Dios, y recibirán también todas estas cosas. No se preocupen por el día de mañana, porque mañana habrá tiempo para preocuparse. Cada día tiene bastante con sus propios problemas. Another verse that I would like to share is in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, I kind of, I love the ending of verse 4, and I just wanted to say, the Lord is near. Period. No cap. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Otra vez, para mi gente que está escuchando y le gusta el español, um, lo que acabo de compartir está en Filipenses 4, versos 6 y 7. Y compartí parte de... Verso 5, la última parte que me encanta, dice, el Señor está cerca. Punto y se acabó. <ríe> no se aflijan por nada, sino preséntenselo todo a Dios en oración. Pídanle y denle gracias también, que es lo más importante, mi gente. Así Dios les dará su paz, que es más grande de lo que el hombre puede entender. Y esta paz cuidará sus corazones y sus pensamientos por medio de Cristo Jesús. Those two verses were very fitting with just to literally explain how we have to go about these situations where we literally don't understand anything. And even in times that that's something that I continue to tell myself, maybe I'm not even supposed to understand all that is going on, but it still, my human brain wanted to comprehend everything. Those two verses really have helped just bring peace into this season of my life. A second thing that I did, which literally I could not have been more grateful for, is that I spoke to my mentor. She knows my heart. She continuously and still to this day reminds me that I'm human. She is such a great listener. Like, I will literally go on rants and I would even forget that I've been talking for like 20, 30 minutes. And she would still retain everything that I say. And it's just incredible because. I'm always amazed. I'm just like, how did you remember these things? <laughs> but a big, a very big thing that I value about my relationship with Mackenzie is that, who's my mentor, who's my leader in my life, is that she's on the other side of my struggles. I'm not saying that she's perfect. I'm not saying that she has it all together. Just with things that I'm struggling with right now, she has been able to overcome and she is on the other side. And that's something that I want to share with you guys. That was, is very, very important in our spiritual growth. Please do not bring your problems to someone who is sinking in the same boat as you. If you're bringing all these problems and they have the same exact problems with you, it might feel good at the moment. Like, oh, someone understands me. Someone is going through the same things I'm going through. But more than likely, there's not going to be any 
any good fruit that's going to come from this. You guys are going to make it harder on yourselves to get out of whatever struggle that you're going to to overcome whatever struggle. Sometimes, and I even have friends that they've struggled through the same things and were able to get out of them at the same time, but there's always one person in this situation, in this scenario, that has a little more advantage than others, whether it be through biblical knowledge to anything like that, that can help both of you rise. And yeah, that's something that I really want to encourage you guys. I'm just saying this because it's something that I've been spoken to as well. Like always make sure or at least try to find someone in your life that either is on the other side of your struggles that has been able to overcome and has found the truth of those struggles find that person and learn from them be vulnerable with them because they know what you're going through and sometimes they know exactly what you're going through but they have overcome that situation and now they're they're ready and they're prepared to be able to help you and help others in their life to overcome those same things so that's another thing that really helped me a third thing was to ask other people for prayer and for advice i have an amazing group of friends the majority of them have already made it to the podcast but dahlia Paige, joshua jordan thomas josiah like i've asked them especially dahlia and Paige, my girls i've been just vulnerable with them Paige, she i love her so much she keeps on check she'll say like you don't have to keep this all in like I'm here and I'm your friend for a reason and that still is always echoes in my mind every single day but I just asked for prayer I was like y'all I'm not feeling too well mentally please pray for me or anything like that and they never cease to just show immense love and support and whenever I'm going through those times so just if you have a group of friends that you know that they can help you don't be scared to re- to just seek help with them and you might not want to be vulnerable with them at first but there's nothing wrong with asking for prayer or just asking for advice about certain things so please take take advantage of those friends that got places in, and those people that got places in your life another thing is that i disconnected a lot and this is kind of in two ways i would go like just a day or two just not really paying much attention to my phone and just disconnecting from either social media or just if I know that someone doesn't need me for like work or anything I'll just put it on do not disturb or anything like that and that has helped but it's crazy that you would think that would help but during this time I would disconnect and it'll low-key make things worse but it has it also helped me actually kind of digest what all that god was trying to tell me and continue to find out all these things that i'm flawed in and that i need to work on and take it up to god uh but don't disconnect this which is something that i've low-key failed to do don't disconnect disconnect so much that you desire to just be isolated and be alone Because that's when, although it may be good sometimes to be isolated and God will intentionally and purposefully isolate us from people or from our reality to get us just with him, the enemy also likes to isolate us. And that's something that some days I would let him do 
just because I'm like, I'm over this. Like, I really don't want to talk to anybody. I really don't want to do anything or see anyone, which can be very unhealthy because as God can come into your head and help you out, the enemy can also have access to your head and try to destroy you. So please be careful with disconnecting. Just make sure whenever you're disconnecting from something, replace it and replenish it with something that will bring you life, that will fill you up the right way, the healthy way, which is dedicating more time to be in the word, just listening to worship music, spending more time in prayer since you won't be so distracted with your phone. Always, always, always replace that disconnect with something that will feed your spirit, your mind, and your soul. And one of the hardest things was that I talked with my parents I'm blessed to have a really good and transparent relationship with my parents, which took a minute to develop because of me being raggedy back in the day, but not literally Tuesday this week. It really, really, really hit. I was just mentally just not there. I just completely gave up. I was so lost, so confused. I had, I've never cried so much and it's only been, we're in April and I've never cried so much in a year, and, but I just, like, I would do it in the shower, or I would do it in my room, like, in places that people don't really come in with me, just so I don't, not because I wanted to hide that from my parents, but just because I don't want them to worry, I'm like, I can figure this out, this is something between me and God, Um, I got this, like, I just need to take it up with him, I don't need to be, like, telling everybody and asking everybody, which is a lie from the enemy (laughs) as well. Sometimes God wants us, wants certain things to be between you and him, but we're built to be in community, like, God wants us in community so we can help one another flourish. So, I was gonna go to bed really early, it was, like, 9.30, and I was like, I just need to go to bed, spend some time with the Lord, clear my head, and just relax, and my mom was like, what's the matter? And this whole thing went down. Like, I was just like, I literally just want to go to bed. She's like, no, like, something's going on. I know you, yada, yada, yada. And then I somehow ended up getting my way for, like, five seconds. I went to my room, and literally I could not sleep because this my spirit was telling me, you need to go talk with your parents. Like, stop being prideful and be broken because that's what you are. And you need to stop thinking that you can figure this out all by yourself because you can't and like look at yourself so literally with all the pride in the world (laughs) when the spirit told me not to be prideful got out of bed and just went for my went to my parents and just laid it all down like I was like this is me I don't know what's going on I'm confused I don't know I just need help like please (laughs) and I am so blessed to just have parents that will give me tough love but are the best comforters and I just hope and pray that although they might not be your parents that you have someone in your life even if it's just God because he is enough for us but that you have someone in your life that can come for you that although it will take everything in you to tell them about these things that they're there to listen and to the person that someone comes to you in a very vulnerable state please listen because they, like I just said, they may not have anybody in their life to talk to. Please listen. Please hear their heart and please hear what they're going through. And you might not have the answer. God might just use you as a vessel for them to just pour out their brokenness to. But be still and know that God will provide in every single way. Please listen if you're that person that someone comes to. And for that person that you 
just need to decompress and just let it out pray that god places someone in your life and even let it out with him he's the best comforter and last thing for me was that i had to truly like truly believe that tomorrow is a new day that i'm made anew every single day and whenever i need to remind myself of this promise that i made anew every day in the bible it says in lamentations 3 verses 22 through 24 because of the lord's faithful love we do not perish for his mercies never end they are new every morning great is your faithfulness i say the lord is my portion therefore i will put my hope in him y otra vez para mis Spanish speakers, lo que acabo de compartir es en Lamentaciones 3, versos 22 al 24. Dice, El amor del Señor no tiene fin, ni se han agotado sus bondades. Cada mañana se renuevan, qué grande es su fidelidad. Y me digo, el Señor lo es todo para mí. Por eso, en él confío. And a big thing that I grasped from this word was that we have to put our hope in him first. It's our job to do this in order for his faithfulness to overflow in our lives. Because like it says in verse 24, I will put my hope in him. And in only in doing so, that's when he can be able to work in us and through us for his kingdom. We're human. We are broken vessels. We are imperfect beings. But at the end of the day, at the end of every single one of our days, God is God, and he will forever remain God. So let's let's let him be that. Let's let him be God in our lives, in every single aspect of our lives. And let us simply proclaim how great he is, how great is his name, how great he is in every single one of our circumstances for the rest of our days. So I hope that you guys received something. <laughs> anything from what God placed in my heart to share with you guys with what I've been going through for the past couple weeks. But now we're going to listen to a recording of the conversation that I had with my tia Nidia about mental health and about what mental health has looked like for her throughout her life. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, my lanta. What? <laughs> Bye. Come on, no. Bye. <laughs> Titi Nidia. Dime. Introduce yourself to the podcast. This is your first time on here. Oh, my life. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce myself. I thought you did that already. I did, but, oh, like, <laughs> I, like, hyped you up without you knowing that I was hyping you up. So now it's it's your turn to give your credentials and your resume. Oh, ooh. ooh, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. But I got she them. Lifey. If you need them, I'll give them to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pues, soy Nidia, for those of you who don't know me. Um, wow, I really, I, I really was about to give you my list of credentials. I did master's commission. <laughs> I've been saved for uh, 13 years now. Oh, it'll be 13 years this year. 13 years this year. <laughs> Praise him. We'll be out of quarantine so we can celebrate. But yeah. So, Nidia, as you know, I brought you, I am honored, I want to say, I didn't bring you into here. I am honored and blessed that you were willing to just partake in this episode about mental health and just 
give us a little rundown. It doesn't have to be little, whatever you want, but just about how, what mental health is for you, has been in your life, and maybe anything that you have gone through that you would like to share, and just how you've been able to overcome certain things that you struggled with for that. So, I was, I mean, I remember, well, when I was thinking about what mental health looks like I was like dang that's that's hard because I think as believers we see it differently than the world does not not to knock like obviously people that do struggle with like anxiety and depression and things like that but as a believer I think we see a different aspect of it you know it's spiritual warfare for at least for me personally that's what it has been in my life I know that I've battled the spirit of depression like real hard in the beginning of my walk before I was even saved. And I can now look back and say like, yeah, that was the spirit of depression over my life. Like, so I really struggle with like negative thoughts and like being mean to myself, uh, you know, just thoughts of worthlessness and like even loneliness. And I think that really can affect the way that we think of ourselves, you know? So that can look like just, and it's really weird too. Cause it's like, I, if you know, you know me, like I can speak life so well to the people that I love and I will believe it. I will like die for it. Like I know that I know that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, like the promises of God are real for your life. But then I come home and then I can't see it for myself. And it's like, why? Why can't I? You know, because it's the same promise for you is the same promise for me. So after I got saved, I know I mentioned Master's Mission. A lot of people probably don't know what Master's Commission is. But it's a it's a intensive it's a discipleship program and they're I have I mean I've been out of touch with them for a bit but like I know they used to be all around the world I'm sure I hope they still are because it was a massive tool for me in my life like God really used it to save my life and to ch- and to radicalize my life and to really change me and heal me will break me really and then build me back up girl oof I'm still traumatized <laughs> but it's been. But it's been so good because, like, I can really see now, even though that was, like, yeah, like a decade ago already, it, I see what I learned there, how it's uh, helped me now, like, scripture memory and getting into the word every day, things like that. But one of the scriptures that really, like, I think explains what m- what mental health looks like specifically for a believer is Romans 12, 2, and that's talks about the, re- you know, written out my bible i have way so many scriptures out and i'm like wait i gotta go go everywhere my bad i'll be in my bible or whatever (laughs) shows off all her bookmarks (laughs) i literally literally i'm like screenshot them all because i'm like i don't want to have technical difficulties but i still am here having technical difficulties but it's fine Mm -hmm. anyways it talks about you know the renewing of your mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that's where mental health starts for the believer is like taking down those strongholds and fighting the lies with the truth of God. And also yesterday, actually, so it was really interesting that you reached out to me about this because I'm really, I really have been struggling too these days. Not that I've been like, I mean, last week I was like, not okay. This week I'm like better, but we're doing a reading plan with the young adults, the gateway young adults. And I don't know where this group I don't know we're doing Matthew so I don't know how Timothy came into the picture but second Timothy 1 7 talks about how God did not give it give us a spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind and there's different versions but that version is the New Kings James it's 
says a sound mind specifically because I know different versions say like of self-discipline or whatever and I was like sound mind I I feel like we know what sound means but like what does it really mean and I looked it up and as an adjective it's in good condition not damaged injured or diseased so literally we're given through the spirit of God a power the power of a sound mind like that that is what mental health looks like for me and so I don't know that's something that I've had to work on a a lot it's weird to for you to sit here and like honor me because I'm like oh I can't it's hard for me to receive that you know like I'm just like words of affirmation not my thing I don't know how to receive that like good words like that I mean they're great but it's just like uh how do I react to that yes. I don't know yes I feel um, you I'm always like people have told me because whenever someone like affirms me or encourages me I always feel entitled to like do it back because I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to receive it for myself so I'm just like no you're awesome no you're this I mean it though but I'm just like mm-hmm. even they've even told me like Adara just receive what I'm telling mm-hmm. you don't think that you have to say it back to me like and I'm just like eh, I just curl up in a ball <laughs> But yeah, I feel you completely. Yes. Yeah. So like, you know how you're saying that these things, these super nice things about me, but I'm really, I'm sitting here feeling like a mess, you know, like I know that people can look at me and be like, Oh, Nydia so joyful and happy. She has a smile on her face, but like internally I'm dying, you know, like I'm want to cry and I'm not a crier. We all know that like Nydia does not cry. And so I'm just like, I just want to go home and cry in my pillow for three hours because I'm not okay right now. But, you know, we don't, we don't portray, portray that. So I think that's why it's so important to like know scripture. And anyways, I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what mental health looks like for me to answer that question. But it's so crazy. Like just hearing what you just said, it's literally what God has shown me that I haven't overcome yet, especially when it comes to myself. Like in a matter of two, three weeks, people have seen it and I didn't even see it. They're like, Adara, you are so hard on yourself for no reason. Like you do this and this and this and this. But for me, it's like, yeah, I did that, but I could have done better. Or like I'm never truly satisfied with what I do. I'm never truly satisfied with where I am, like how I am, what I'm doing. And I'm always getting myself down and I shared it previously and God immediately showed me I have that nature on myself simply out of the fear of committing the same mistakes that I made in the past that pushed me away from him in the beginning. And for me personally, like that's what it is. Like I'm so hard on myself and like I don't, it's to the point, it's like it's so ridiculous. Like it's gone to the point where I don't even let myself have like feelings or attractions to guys and you know a lot about it it's just like I am in full denial of like I know like my relationship with God isn't right I need to do this and this and that like I still have a lot to work on like I'm not right and stuff like that and God is literally like who are you to dictate how ready you are for anything in life like when did you start doing my job and I was like you're right (laughs) you're right and it was like it's so crazy that you also have that struggle too so fist bump through the phone because we social distancing okay first of all full disclosure you cut off for a lot of that conversation it's okay it's fine (laughs) 
accepting social distancing style, okay? But hey. I caught the end of that, and that was so good. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Yeah, amen, hallelujah. Love yeah, it. Yeah, you ain't God, so stop it. Mm, period. Point blank. <laughs> period. What That's all hell? I needed to hear. That's what I need. That's why God cut you off. He's just like, you just need to hear me say you're not me okay period that's it another thing that um i had asked you is like you had mentioned what mental health is to you and you had also mentioned that you identified in your life that you struggled with a spirit of depression and of right now what you shared what you're struggling with as of recently how has that looked like for you and identifying those things and what did you do whenever you did address them and whenever you know like okay this is what that one this is not of god and two this needs to like be fixed what did you do to cope with those things and to overcome those things even if you might still be struggling with them right now you know like i said i went to masters And I think God really used that tool. But really, it began with getting in scripture. I didn't, I literally got saved right out of high school. And then I did a really bad year of college. Bad attempt, not ready. uh, Because I was freshly saved and I needed Jesus. And so, I don't even know how, it, it it was just a whirlwind time. But before I got saved, of course, I couldn't recognize like it was a spirit of depression. All I knew was that I was depressed. I just, I didn't want to exist. And it just looked like darkness and it felt like darkness, but I couldn't, I didn't, like I couldn't have told you that at the time. And even to the point that I honestly wanted to take my own life, like I didn't want to live. And the only reason I think that I would be afraid to do it was because even though I wasn't saved, I had like knowledge of God and I was like, I don't want to go to hell. And the fear of hell kept me alive. Obviously, there's nothing, I mean, I don't, I have yet to find anywhere in scripture where it says like, if you take your life, you know, you're going to go to hell. But like, I don't know why that was just the belief that I had. And so it was more like that. Like, I just was like afraid of going to hell. I just didn't want to find out that I was going to suffer for all eternity. And so when I got saved, that's when I... I mean, that first year of being saved, honestly, was like a blur. Like, it was not good. I I didn't know what I was doing, really. Like, it was just like, okay, well, I'm no longer... I don't want to die anymore, but, like, I'm still lost, you know? Like, then I went to Masters, and you're so little and innocent. Bendito. (laughs) That was um, where I learned to read scripture we were given like a devotional so we had to like read scripture every day and we were given 10 verses a week so we had to memorize 10 verses a week and yeah it was it was like jesus boot camp (laughs) so like i've never explained it like that so that's pretty cool (laughs) but that's literally what it was now that i think about it i'm like yo that makes so much sense i mean i didn't again like i was like barely saved so i didn't know what i was doing but it was in that time that I was learning what scripture was and and how powerful it was and it's alive and it's it goes into your bones and it changes you know who you are and so that's really where I came across this scripture second corinthians ten four and five and it talks about uh taking captive our thoughts and making them obedient to Christ like I was like, we can do that how, what I have power over my thoughts like and I, that was the beginning of like the revelation of the power of scripture 
And so really as a believer, that's, that's what has helped me, you know, yes, scripture is powerful, but I think there's also other tools that God uses. Like I'm someone that's not vulnerable. I refuse to be vulnerable. I don't like it. I'm not going to sit here and share my like deepest, darkest thoughts with people super easily. And thankfully, obviously master's commission and and my time there was God ordained. So my leaders knew and obviously they were listening to God and praying over me all the time. And so that's one of the times where Papa Bert, he, he, he's the MC director or was, he required me to go to counseling. And I was like, that's messed up. I was so bothered. I was like, I was like, that's mean. <laughs> like, why do you make me do that? He's like, well, you can't come back another year to master's if you don't go to counseling. And yeah, I've, I've never told anybody that. And so I was like, why well, I know God is telling me to come back, but I can't come back unless I'm obedient, right? So so that was the first time I I always had like a bad view of counseling, especially as believers. I think we have we have like this stereotypical thought of what counseling looks like, I guess. I don't know. But oh man, it was just such a God thing. Like I went to counseling and I don't think the the counselor at the time could say she was a believer because it was like a government thing. Like it was free and all that. But I was like, no, she's Christian. Like I could tell, I could tell she's Christian. But una hermana, okay? Like, <laughs> like I, uh, oh my God, you hear that Puerto Rican accent? I, man, I, I'd be mad sometimes. Cause I'm like, I used to have such a beautiful Spanish accent. <laughs> and then I lived in Puerto Rico. <laughs> 2008 for three years. Yeah. Yeah. So I was eight years old. So I was a child. I was innocent, believed everything. <laughs> Still do to this day. <laughs> and the entire time that I knew Nidia, I swore, like I knew that she was, Puerto- I thought that she was Puerto Rican. And it wasn't until we moved here, probably like a couple years ago, I was already a teenager with like common sense. I still thought you were Puerto Rican. And then one day we were just driving in the car and I heard her say something in Spanish and I was like, uh... <laughs> that don't sound like my people. That don't sound Rican to that me. Don't, that don't sound right. And then I found out that she is Salvadorian. I was like, wow. I am Salvadorian, and my whole life has been Puerto a Rico lie. Ruined my Spanish accent, but it's fine. Yeah, she hating, I but forget. it's fine. But oh yes, counseling. But oh yes, counseling. Mm-hmm. I forgot honestly what I was saying. It's but, okay. We love it. Yeah. So counseling, and it really forced me to be vulnerable because if I wasn't improving I was like they're gonna know (laughs) like I'm not getting better I'm not opening up and so I had to recognize like it was the benefit was all for me like it wasn't for nobody else like this is me pursuing healing if I really want freedom and if I really want to be healed like I gotta really be intentional about it and really open up and be honest you know like and so honestly that was pretty life-changing like I'm glad he did that. Like, what is it called? Like, when you have to do something, like, there's a line drawn in the sand and you can't, you have to do it. There's a word. It's going to bother me for the rest of my life. (laughs) But had he not done that, I wouldn't have discovered that tool that really God has put on this earth for us. Like, I really do believe it's a tool because since then, I, even after I finished master's, I've pursued counseling when I moved back to Houston. I've pursued counseling now that I'm in Dallas because I know what it can do for me, especially as somebody who struggles with their thought life. And if you're somebody who struggles with your thought life and you're also like me and doesn't want to, and you don't want to be vulnerable, then that's like two negatives. Like it's, 
worse because then you're just keeping it all to yourself and then like it's boiling inside of you and there's no outlet. So I, I realized the value of counseling and I'm like, you know, if, if I'm too stubborn to share with the people who I think are my friends, then I got to share, I got to talk to somebody because I, I can't keep this inside of me. It's like killing me. So that's why counseling became a massive thing. I think also another great outlet for me has always been journaling. And I know a lot of people, I don't know what people think about it. I feel like not a lot of people do it, but also maybe a lot of people do it. I have no idea. But journal, <laughs> journaling for me, I, I don't know how I started to do it, but I've done it since I was a kid. I think it was just like, oh, this diary is cute. I want a little diary. And then like, it's just like, oh, cute. And you don't realize. And then I think it just over time, it grew into like a real thing. Like I'm writing out how I feel. And as I've progressed in my walk with the Lord, it's become like my prayer life, like my the way that I pray. So when I'm angry at God or like, I just like, I'm God, I'm struggling being vulnerable right now and I don't know how to talk to you. I'm just going to write, you know? And so then I just pretend like I'm writing letters to Jesus. And that really is a big thing for me because especially in this time where I've been like, I've been doing the same things that I do and I'm like getting in my head and then I don't want to talk about it. And then I'm like, well, I'm literally by myself in my house. There's nobody to talk to. I mean, like, I could talk to Jesus, but I'm kind of mad. <laughs> so, like, what am I going to do? So, then I'm like, all right, then I guess I got to, if I don't start writing soon, I'm going to explode. I have a journal slash diary that I've had since seventh grade. I found the other day. But it's so, I know, it's a hunger. Let me, y'all can't see it. <laughs> Show but, me, I'll describe yo, it for the people. It's a hunger game. <laughs> diary that i've had the first thing that i have is from give me a second october 29th 2012 and it was a drawing it's just a drawing it's a little person it's a little person yes (laughs) but it's so crazy like i've always liked writing but i've had that with me and yo they some stuff in there and i'm just like jesus (laughs) you have saved but yeah, yes. writing is a very good outlet for sure. Yeah, girl. I, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I had, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. I found a journal. This was years ago, but I found a journal and it had some details in there. And I was like, ooh, the world can never know. And I literally, in my young age, burned it. I burned <laughs> the notebook in my backyard. I was like, no one can ever know these deep, dark secrets about me. Like, I was like, no. And I was, isn't that crazy, though? Because I was, like, so little. And in my time, because I'm a little bit older than you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in my time, for that age, we were still pretty innocent. So <laughs> I was like, how do I... Dang, that's a that's some dark stuff right there. I got to get rid of that. Like, but... That's so awesome. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. My mind is blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that to put into perspective at least mine counseling journaling those are things that especially counseling like that's something that like you said in a in the christian community some people have this like stereotype about it and i'm pretty sure it's influenced by the world like it's influenced by how the world has has put counseling and therapy into these categories and i'm just like you can't and it's just so awesome for you to share how something that has such a 
like in a way a double meaning in the Christian community, in the religious community, and in the world like community, <laughs> in the world community, in the worldly <laughs> view. Like you said, and, and literally it's so crazy that it clicked at this moment. But it's like, that is something that God created. Like, God, whenever he said he created everything, he created everything. Like, everything is from him, from his mind. It's crazy that he might have even created that avenue for people that who don't believe in Christ. Like, it's Uh just, in a way, what counseling represents is what God represents for the believers. And Uh it's awesome that in your life, as you were a believer that's something that was so pivotal in your growth. So it's like uh-huh. breaking the stereotypes. So uh-huh. you go boss yeah. lady. Other than that, do you have any like advice? I I had shared that for people to try their hardest to pray that God put someone in their lives to be vulnerable with or to help them out or just a mentor, leader, a friend, somebody. I know that we have God and he's our first like resource, uh-huh. but you know, we, he always has someone in our lives to help us out. Do you have any advice for those people? The people that don't reach out like me? You can say advice about those. Yes, go off. But I was oh. saying... <laughs> okay, so you're saying like advice for the advice givers. Yes, but also give advice to people that don't like to share like you. Dang, well, I'm going to go first with the people who don't like to share because... Come on now. I don't know what I, what I would say to the advice givers because, honestly, like, I think that's all God. Like, it, what am, you know, what am I going to say? I think that people need to be, like, on their knees. And if God is putting somebody on your heart, then he's going to tell you what to say, you know, and how to pray and, like, whatever brings scripture to memory for them and things like that. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know about all that. But I can tell you, for people like me, I'm a leader in my, in my, you know, at our campus for young adults and we have a group chat for leaders and sometimes people send texts and prayer requests and these things. And I'm like, I could never, like, I would never do that. Like I just, that's but that's for sure pride. Like that is like false humility. That is not of God. So I'm just like, I just like, I don't know you know, submit the shame and all these things, which it really comes back to pride, but you know, Jennifer, so she just had twins and yes, praise the Lord. They're healthy. They're perfect. They're beautiful. Hallelujah. And there were some complications. I don't want to go into detail, but I was like, okay, I'm praying for you. And I was like, you know, Nydia, you have a team that prays. Like you have people around you that pray. And I was like, scared, for no reason. I don't know why. Because God did not give us a spirit of fear. And the Lord is my light my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Right? So <laughs> I sent a text because I was concerned. You know? I was like, yo, her ba- she just had babies. Like, they need her. Her husband needs her. You know? And I sent a text. And the response that I received, I don't know why. It's not that I wasn't expecting them. Like, they love the Lord. And they are praying people. And so I don't know what my brain was doing. But... I, I was so taken aback by the response. Like I'm praying right now and we're declaring the name of Jesus and like all these life giving things. And even though it wasn't for me personally, I needed that because I was like, Nydia, you cannot sit here and tell yourself that you don't have people. Like you cannot sit here and say you don't have friends or family. Like you have believers around you that will pray. And so I know it's hard, but like just that first step can do so much. I mean, 
pray for the boldness, you know, like I literally even even before right now when we were talking, like I was having my Jesus time and I was praying for, you know, my own stuff. And I'm like, man, God, I haven't been taking advantage of this quarantine. Like I know I'm everybody's dealing with it differently, but I was like, man, I really want to come out like Moses when he saw God. Like, you know what I mean? He had to he had to cover his face, except I'm not going to cover my face after I come out of this bubble, okay? And so I was like really praying that. Like I really hope that that happens for me because I need a radical change in my life. Like I have I have a bad attitude and I have like negative thoughts against myself and I'm just like asking God for these things like man God like rebuild me. I don't know, do whatever. Like, you know, He took me to Matthew 7 and literally I was like, wow, God is so good because I, even though I feel so, I truly feel like a mess at all times, how good is he that he like answers us. And he literally took me to Matthew 7 when I was done praying. And what does it say? Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So it's like, Okay, maybe right now you're not bold enough to send that text or to reach out to that one person, but pray for the boldness to do it and it'll be given to you. Like you're a son and daughter of God, like you're loved, you're valued. If he cares for the birds, how can he not care for you? Amen, girl. That was, that was word for me. This is just word that God was like, I needed that. So like another thing I really want to tell people like me is that, okay, so Bert, Papa Bert always told me this one thing. And he was like, Nydia, because he he knew, he recognized, like, I'm mean to myself. I keep saying that. I'm very mean to myself. And he's like, Nydia, do you realize that the words you're you're saying are framing your life? And I was like, oh, dang. Like, I no, I didn't realize that. And it was such a good word picture for me. Like, I'm literally creating a frame around my life. And it's all the things that I'm speaking about myself. Like, I really need to change that. And then... That always stuck with me. And so then I came to, you know, I left Masters. I was done. My season was over. And then <laughs> I came back to H-Town, you know. I found Grace, where you go. And, oh, man, that was the hardest, high key, one of the hardest things to leave when I moved to Dallas was Grace. I was like, I'm never going to find a church like Grace. What am I going to do? But I I, I want to, oh, I don't know. I don't remember which pastor it was, if it was Pastor Scott or Pastor Brett, but it was one of them for sure. They said the same thing Bird said to me in, in different wordage, and it has stuck with me ever since. And it's words create worlds. And I'm like, that's what Bird said, but different. And it makes, it's literally exactly the same thing. And it's so true. Like what you're declaring and speaking is what's going to come to pass. And so... I think what people need to realize right now, this is not the time to fake it till you make it. This is the time to declare it until it comes to pass. So speak life over yourself. Like say all the things that you need to hear, even if you don't believe them. Like the more you repeat it, the more they'll come true. Like speak scripture. I mean, read, well, yeah, speak scripture, but read scripture. Like even if you're having a bad day, like even when I started my Jesus time today, I was like, dang, I'm kind of not into this right now. Like I'm tired. It's been a long day. I I feel like I'm wearing the day. And I'm like, I'm going to keep reading because I know the word of God is living and active and it's going to seep into my bones. So I have to read it even when I don't want to, because it's going to, it's going to get inside me. 
And so that's super key for sure. It's thoughts and words and learn to capture those destructive thoughts and fix your thoughts on spiritual things. Philippians 4, 8. Look at God. That's so good. I love that. I Um, love that. Yes, but thank you so much, Nidia, for uh, just being here, being available at whatever time of the day and the night. (laughs) And um, just for sharing your heart, I know that especially... In times whenever we're struggling, it's like the last thing on our minds to share it and to kind of help other people with it. But I feel like that's just what we're called to do at all points in our lives and whatever season that we're in. Like we're called to be fishers of men. We're called to just use whatever God is working in us and through us to the best of its capability. And I honor you for doing that and for being an amazing person. And she's nodding her head because she doesn't know how to receive <laughs> Nodding is this. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> She's like, S-O-H. I'm like, stop it, stop it. Stop, yeah, stop it, stop it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Vamo A Talk. Tune in to next week for a regularly scheduled programming of Dora y Sus Panas. Peace out. Dang. There was actually something I wanted to share and I forgot, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Okay, well, like I told you, we are doing a reading plan with uh, Gateway Young Adults. Mm-hmm. Which is posted on the Instagram if you want to join. Uh, <laughs> it was, I was reading yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Matthew 12, and it was verses 43 through 45, New Kings James, and it says, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finds none. Then he says, I will, re- I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he, find it, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. And I know this sounds super intense because we're talking about demons and spirits. But like, for real, that really made me wake up because it's like, I can't sit on my couch all day and expect things to get better while I let my thought life do whatever it wants. If I don't fight the lies, they will overcome me. Like that spirit bringing seven other spirits more wicked than himself back. There needs to be a sign of life to let those spirits and lies know they are not welcome here. They cannot dwell here. And so I was like, wow, that is so powerful because it's like we don't realize Jesus is living inside of us. And but if there's no if we're not showing that we're going to be overcome. But that was just something I really wanted to share with you because, like, I was like, dang, God is just really out here. He, He really out here doing the do.